Hey friend, I have got a treat for you today. But first, if you didn't have a chance yet to go ahead and share the podcast, like I mentioned in the last episode, go ahead and do that now. We are inching really close. I think we're going to be able to get to the 100,000 downloads by the end of 2022. That would just, that'd be so exciting and fun to be able to come back after the new year and tell you that we did it. So go ahead and share this episode or any episode. Maybe you have a couple of favorites. Send them to a friend, whether it's a friend through online, you text it to them, send them the link, any of those things counts. And if you send it, share it, say maybe in an Instagram story, go ahead and tag me and let me know. I'd love to be able to see that. Okay, let's get into today's episode where you get to be, let's say, a fly on the wall and listen in on a coaching session with Amanda. We're going to talk about, you're going to get to hear about her concerns and just some of the situations that she is finding herself encountering with homeschooling. So the two things that I'm going to share today that we dove into, the first was on dealing with a negative attitude. Now she's got a little one in elementary school. And so we kind of dove a bit into like, what are some options? What are some things to do? She's, she's doing some great things. And so it was fantastic to be able to encourage her. And then we spent some time discussing the amazing curiosity of children and her desire, which I know you probably have the same desire to be able to answer all the questions that your children have and to dive into all of the different subjects and topics that they want to cover. So I gave her some practical ideas and she's got a running plan on how to do that, how to incorporate the curriculum and subjects that she feels is important that's going to help her reach her vision and goals for homeschooling, but also how to tie in just the natural curiosity and to give her daughter a love of learning. I know that you are going to love this episode, so let's get started on it right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Welcome, Amanda. I am excited to chat with you today. So before we set this up, I sent you some questions to answer, which kind of gives me an idea as to what you are looking for some input on. And so I'd like to just kind of hear a little bit from you, even though I read through that, um, as far as like your biggest concern that you wanted to talk to me about today with your kiddos. So you have, let's just go over this. You have a five-year-old daughter you're doing yes. kindergarten kindergarten with. This is your first year of homeschooling. She's never been in public or private school besides maybe preschool, right? That's correct. Okay. And then you have a two-year-old at home as well. Yes. Okay. Two-year-old boy. Okay. Yeah. So what is your biggest concern? And you had mentioned about, you know, just <laughs> that uh, balance between formal education time and also just giving her time to pursue her passions. Yes. That is what I'm trying to figure out right now is how much structure do I give her? I want to give her enough structure to allow for just organic interest to come up find that balance of structure and not structure. 
so that she can be a five-year-old, play, have unstructured time, but also there's something in place for when she wants to learn something. And another concern that came up since I last, uh, since I sent that in, homeschooling has lost its uh, novelty for her. So now attitude is a big thing that we're dealing with and attitude, not wanting to come to the table. So that's where we're at. Okay. Let's start with that. Let's start with the, with the attitude. Let's start with the formal education part where you have, Mm -hmm. you have specific curriculum or specific course of study that you're going through in certain resources that you're using. Is that correct for? Yes. I have a curriculum for reading, writing, and math. Okay. Do you allow her some freedom in that? Or do you say you have to hit the table and we are doing math first, or we are doing English first, we're doing language first. Do you tell her the order of events? Let's say. Uh, I don't tell her the order, but I tell her that we're going to do these three things. Um, I tell her she can choose the order. You know, we can start, she usually chooses to, to go in the same order every time. Uh, and I tell her she can choose to take breaks in between them if she wants. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. And it doesn't take that long maybe 15, 20 minutes per thing, you know, handwriting is shorter. And usually with math, she enjoys it. And she often asks for another le- second lesson. Okay. So we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, yeah. Okay. So that was my suggestion was going to be, they want some control over their days. And if we say, yeah, it's kind of like really little kids and they're throwing a temper tantrum about putting their shoes on, like, okay, do you want to wear the blue shoes or the green shoes? You know, like we're fine with whatever one. So same with homeschool. Like I'm fine. As long as we get these couple of subjects done, I'm fine with whatever order. So if you're doing that, that's, that's really great. Do you start first thing in the morning? Does she have time to play beforehand? Or is it kind of like, okay, we get up, we have breakfast, we brush our teeth, make our bed or whatever, and then we get going on things. How does your morning look? And when does the attitude come up? Uh, I'm experimenting with that right now. Uh, Typically, our routine is she gets up ungodly early, but we have breakfast. (laughs) Uh, We do our morning jobs or chores. Then we sit down and do some school at the table And then usually by 10 a.m., it's free time, play dates, uh, go somewhere, do something fun. Um, But this week, I want to do some fall things, and it's so hot here still. It's up to, it's probably 90 now. So we're switching things around. We, right after breakfast, we went straight outside to do some nature, a nature walk around our apartment complex. And then we came back in for school and morning jobs. And it's hard to tell what's working. (laughs) She did well with sitting down for school today. And she was able to tell me like, hey, can we take a break after reading? Absolutely. I think that's working better, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say with either way, some kids and really this is like a, you know, as moms, we're constantly trying to figure things out and then we come to a solution that goes well. And then they move on to the next thing that we're, that are, we're baffled by and that we're trying to, you know, figure out how, how can we navigate this? So some kids do better with just like not having that time in the morning to watch any TV or any screen time or any play time. They do better with just going straight to school because they have a hard time transitioning. And that might just be a small season that they're like that. Other kids, they need that time. They need that creative play and that, um, you know, just using their brain creatively and just moving about or maybe doing something physical or getting outside. So some kids need that maybe beforehand as well. So it sounds like you're kind of trying to try different things and also a 
a reward a little bit, like you said, you go outside, like, Hey, we'll get this done and we can go outside before it gets too hot, especially if it's going to get hot. Let's get out earlier before it gets unbearable. (laughs) So that's, that's good that you're, that you're trying to navigate that and figure that out. Cause I was going to say, if you're doing one thing super strictly, then I would suggest the other way and see how that kind of works. But it sounds like she kind of pushes, like you're able to push through and get to the other side Mm -hmm. of the, of like a negative attitude. Is that correct? Usually, yes. Her attitude usually comes at the point when I say, hey, it's time to come sit down at the table and do school. And I get I get a lot of pushback at that point. But um, and then if it's a particularly tough day, as we're sitting down, sounding out words, uh, if she doesn't get something the first time or can't do something perfectly, she despairs. (laughs) But then there's some days where everything is fine. She sits down, we do school, she enjoys it and we move on. But those times when those bad days are just, I don't know what to do with it. I don't want her to, I want to take enough breaks. Um, I don't want to be forcing her, but at the same time, I don't want to give her the expectation that when something's hard, we're just allowed to quit. Yeah. There's that fine line. Yeah. The fine line between having to just kind of push through and do hard things. And if we constantly make life so easy and so soft for our kids, that's what they're going to expect when they get out into the world and they're going to be very shocked, you know, when they get out there and they get their first job or something and someone isn't creating a nice, pleasant environment for them. It's, you know, they have to deal with different personalities. So I would say if, if her negative attitude is less days than her positive attitude, then I would just say, just kind of push through. And maybe on those days, ask yourself, does it have something to do with coming and sitting at the table and doing this? Can you start with just doing like a read aloud or just doing reading in the living room? And she can just kind of roll around a little bit or play with a couple little Legos or something, something that she can kind of play with creatively, but she's still listening to you while, while you're reading as opposed to, because it might have something to do with coming to the table. She just isn't ready for that Mm -hmm transition. And it, again, it's like a little bit of a uh, kids want there's their lives are so they have such little control over things that they want to try to have control over things. And that's why you have little kids throwing a temper tantrum about the shoes, you know, not wanting to put them on or which shoes to put on or what outfit to put on because they have very little that they can that they can control. And when it comes to homeschool, they still don't have a lot of control, but we can give them a little bit as far as the order of events and maybe, maybe try that maybe try if she's kind of in a bad attitude, say, okay, let's Let's skip to the read aloud. Let's do, I don't know if you do morning time at all, but let's go start off in the living room and then we can make our way in here or take a little break and then make our way in here to the, to the table. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. We do, we have a, we read the Bible together during okay. breakfast uh, and just after breakfast, we have some of that, but yeah, that I, I could see that. That makes sense. Okay. Try switching things up. Yeah. Yeah. And you might find it, you know, comes and goes like you're saying with her, it's a little bit of an attitude sometimes and then sometimes not. So if it's not every day, I wouldn't, cause there's some kids that it's every day, <laughs> and, yeah. you know? And so be thankful that it's, that it's not that. And, and if it ever gets to that point, you just kind of adjust with that as well. So your yeah. other, your other concern or your questions had to do with, so we talked about kind of the formal time that you have with her, but then also what about this? You know, she says, I'm interested, you know, um, <laughs> So for me right now, it's raining out, you know, and you have a little one and they ask a question about the clouds or the rain or something. And so you're kind of like, well, when do we, how do I fit that in? Is that your, is that your question? Yeah. She has a thousand questions about the world and I love it. And I want to steward that well, but I find myself, she's, she's five. So she's flighty. She'll say one day, I want to 
I want to learn about this another minute. She, I want to learn about this another minute, learn about this. And she said once I want to learn about ocean life. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't have any books on that. We could go to the library tomorrow because your brother's napping. Um, I could Google something. So I want to figure out how to plan for those things. And yeah. a lot of times she's open to learning about whatever I bring to the table. She just wants to do something, a craft, uh, experiment. And I find sometimes if I come more prepared, uh, she's ready for that. We did a big, we did a volcano study with a neighbor and it was a lot of fun. But it seems like too big of a question sometimes to ask her, what do you want to learn about this week? She's like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There's just so much, there's so much, but I love her curiosity. That's amazing. So a couple of ideas, I'm just going to throw some things out to you and then you can kind of pick and choose, you know, what you want to do is um, I did for, because I remember having at least two at the time, the youngest might've been too young, but lots of questions and I just was like, I can't keep up again, little ones napping. And and I, and this is like back pre internet, what it is and everything right now. So I didn't necessarily, I mean, I guess Google was out there, but I wouldn't have necessarily known about it. It was really, was the library was our biggest free resource. And so I'm like, well, I, I can't get up and go to the library right now. And there was always, like, I, like you said, lots of questions. So depending upon, you know, her writing ability and stuff, what I did at one point for like a couple of years is I had a piece of paper with a magnet up on the refrigerator. And if they had random questions, uh, they could go and write it. Now, the youngest, if he couldn't write, then big brother or sister would write it, or I would write it down like a question that they have or something that they were interested in learning about. Because there's this balance between like uh, wanting, you know, in our world with the internet, there's so much information and we are all so (laughs) absorbed with, with information and knowing information. And it can go beyond just what we can... process even and I'm not saying to keep her this much yeah Yeah, there's just so so much much, so much out there and we have it at our fingertips I think there's something to teaching kids that we can wait you know to get the satisfaction of that answer sometimes there's things that are really important but so if she's asking something about marine life like uh something specifically about sharks or something well I mean if she doesn't know this exact answer right now it's not going to affect her life today you know she's not going out in the ocean you know surfing or something so it doesn't necessarily affect her life right then so she can kind of wait to know that but if it's like hey mom what will we do um if if there was a fire in our building or something well that could be a really good thing to stop and work on that day or the next day because it's going to affect her could affect her life um much more directly So I just had them write down just questions and things that they had. And I would set aside that I would then take time to get resources, uh, whether it was uh, videos or books or just answers to their questions. And once in a while we would do, and you can decide you can do this once a week if she has so many questions or every other week, we would just take a day and that would be school, would just be answering all of these questions. And of course, those questions then lead into more questions. But I had set aside all the curriculum and everything that time. And now you have Google, which I didn't necessarily have then. So if she's asking more questions and you don't have the resources, you can just have your laptop out and pull it up and just answer. And it could just be today's school is we were just answering whatever kind of pops into our mind. And, you know, sometimes it leads into some really silly questions and some crazy stuff. But it's uh, kind of fun to to follow that rabbit trail of of their of their brains. So that's um, that's one option. You could set aside time in a day. You know, you can kind of scribble down some things that have come up during that time. And you could do that maybe during nap time, 
if that's, you know, I don't know what, if you have something that you're set aside during nap time or something, but it doesn't even have to be every day. And you guys just kind of go through those things, or you can just knowing that things like the fall's coming up. And I know a lot of homeschool moms like to do fall unit studies or at least, you know, fun experiments or just fall activities. You could have those planned just, just to do that. She might not even, not even know. It's kind of fun with little kids. They have no idea the possibilities that are out there of what you can do sometimes. And you're just like, Hey, we're going to do this. You know, like the volcano study you mentioned, she probably didn't think about that, but then you ended up doing that with a neighbor and she was like, wow, that's amazing, mom. You could do stuff like that too. If you kind of are knowing what she's interested in, if she's interested in marine life, get a unit, unit study. doesn't have to, I mean, there's tons of them even free or maybe a couple dollars online. If you just go onto Pinterest or something and you could put down say shark unit study or homeschool shark unit study or homeschool shark study or something like that. So do those kind of ideas kind of help you out a little bit or? Yeah, those are some good ideas. Yeah, I think with coming up with those ideas, just things to do, I I struggle sifting through the vast amount of things that are out there. Uh, There's just so many choices. I get get stuck in the indecision. Have you you found yourself in that position, getting stuck in that indecision of like what to do? There's a thousand crafts we could do at this point. Right. Just, I mean, sometimes you just have to give yourself maybe a timeline. If you're going on to, I don't know if you're going to Pinterest or just Googling something, just say, I'm giving myself 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, I'm going to make a decision on this and that's going to be it. And if there's more questions about whatever it is that she's interested in learning about, we can just kind of follow it from there. We have to remember that when she's five, there's so much you guys are going to explore through all of these years of homeschooling that we feel like as moms that we have to give them everything right now. We have to answer every single question and we have to do everything right now, do all of the curriculum and all of the unit studies and all of the fall studies and the, and the special interests and the crafts, but there's all of the days of homeschooling are going to add up and you're going to find you're going to end up doing, doing all of those things that maybe you've set out to do. And you can, if you have all these ideas in your mind and what you want to do, spend some time just a brain dump, write everything down that you would like for her to learn and experience either overall. And you can, I mean, you could just like, just get it all out. And then you can go through and say, okay, what's really feasible in our kindergarten year, (laughs) which, you know, which ones and circle or highlight those and then say, okay, we're going to get these on the calendar. We're going to, these are the things that we're going to focus on this. These are some goals that I have for her for this year. So what do you think? Do you have now a running plan and some ideas on how to work through these two issues that we all have encountered? I've encountered them with my children in various ages and stages of our homeschooling. And I'm glad that Amanda feels good about it now. She's so super sweet, isn't she? And now hopefully you do as well. And if you are listening to this episode and thinking, I have some similar or maybe very different circumstances, and I would really love to be able to get Lee's input on this. Did you know that this type of thing, the ability to ask me questions specific to your homeschool is included in Clarify Your Homeschool? So every mom that joins it not only is able to build that foundation and feel really confident about her homeschool, know that she is making the best decisions for her family for this year, but she's also got vision and goals for the future and she knows where she's going in her homeschool. Not only do you get that, but we are able to work together on specific challenges that you are encountering in your homeschool. And if you say we have no challenges, then (laughs) 
you're only lying to yourself because we all have challenges. I, I'm down to my one kiddo in ninth grade and I still have challenges because that's just what goes with motherhood. It's what we do with those challenges. And do we pull in some help? And that's what Clarify Your Homeschool does. You can get all the information on it at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. There's also a link in the show notes. If the link is not clickable in the show notes, you can just copy and paste it into your web browser. All right, friend, this was fun. Thanks for listening in on my conversation with Amanda, and we will see you right back here in another couple of days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.